Hey there, welcome to Matamo, a podcast where we explore with you and our guests travel topics that push the boundaries in celebration of the human experience. I'm your co-host, Bob Spurl, here in Chicago, alongside, well, virtually alongside Greg Traverso out in Stockton, the founder of Matamo. Nice to see you, Greg, as always. Good to see you, Bob. And today we have two very special guests that are that uh, that sort of are part of Greg's overarching African uh, travel story. Greg, do you want to introduce the two guys today? Absolutely. Um, and uh, Ryan uh, Liebert and Nathan Wirt are uh, guys I've, I've you know been in contact with over the years, and and uh, I've always. Uh, thought about their story and always was inspired by it and always wanted to talk to them more about it. So I thought the podcast would be a great way to go so we can share that. And uh, it's been a while since uh, we've been in contact and uh, it's exciting to dig into their story. Um, Very curious uh, how you guys first connected. Uh, What was your, you know, what was the impetus of, you know, your, your first epic uh, journey uh, that I know about, which was, uh, from South America, uh, overland up to uh, California, and then a later one um, where I got involved in a small way, but I, I was fortunate to be involved a tiny bit uh, to make a connection anyways uh, when, when they uh, motorcycled in Africa. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and um, introduce uh, Ryan and Nathan by asking them, how did you guys first know each other? Were you childhood friends? Did you guys coming in contact did you have what was the uh the first time you guys met yeah we actually met on a cruise ship in hawaii we were both working very, very romantic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, i love i love telling that to people too because that's the first place they go with it as well uh, uh, Ryan and I, we were on the we were on the dirty side we were actually working i think you mentioned yeah yeah, and uh, we were always, when you're on a ship for a little while, you start planning out bigger and bigger things to do when you get off the ship. <laughs> and he kept talking about South America. And well, no, I think it was South America for a while before it kind of evolved to like, you know, maybe we'll get on horses or get on motorcycles or whatever. And, and then it was, uh, we're going to go ride around South America on motorcycles. And uh yeah, then we got off and we just went down there. Were you guys like college students or that era age or kind of what, what how old were you? Yeah, this was like post-college. So okay. Nate went a little bit different route, but I, I went to one of the maritime academies. And 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 so when you graduate, you, ha- you basically get a driver's license to go work on a ship. Okay. And so Nate and we're both, both. Life goes by twenty five ish. Twenty five, yeah, something like 25. that. Yeah, but post post college age. Um, That's awesome. Any 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 like sea shanties you guys know from that era, or no, not so much. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't actually, most sailors Ryan don't actually sing. sing yeah, right. I don't think most sailors actually sing sea shanties. <laughs> I think that's more for. Uh, so South America was uh, in your sights as, as as the first of that evolved. You guys were both motorcyclists uh, growing up, or <laughs> you want to you want to spring this one, Nate? <laughs> I think I think your previous motorcycle experience is a little more interesting than mine. I didn't I had never uh, really been on a motorcycle before South America, and in fact, 
when we finally found some bikes in Cusco, Peru, Ryan found them. And uh, we did all the wheeling and dealing and haggling and we bought them. And then I was like, okay, uh, I'm going to need to push my bike over into a little alley and kind of figure out how to ride it. Kind of want to do it in private. It's a little bit embarrassing. And the guy was like, what? You never ridden a bike? Like, no, <laughs> not, not technically. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So when he says not technically, I mean, he literally, yeah. I don't think he'd ever been on. And I started pretty early. Uh, I think I had a moped when I was like 15 and then just upgraded you know, once I had a license, and so I was on and off bikes pretty regularly throughout my, you know, younger life. Um, but yeah, Nate, I mean, didn't even know what the clutch was. It was pretty, pretty hilarious, actually. <laughs> the fact that I convinced him to go on the trip, buy a motorcycle was uh, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Gullible. Definitely <laughs> want to uh, uh, hear about this this South American adventure, but uh, launching us over to Africa, but so you started where and ended where on that trip? Yeah, we, we had two ideas. We weren't sure if we wanted to like circum, you know, all of South America or, you know, land somewhere and then ride up to California in the end, you know, we were young and we were like, Oh, it'll be so cool to make it back to San Francisco where we're from. Um, so, so we landed on sort of the get there, get bikes and drive all the way back up um yeah i mean we were i traveled a lot but never like that it was pretty interesting i think we went through what three countries and we didn't even stop at the border and then we realized like oh we're supposed to stop and get our passport stamped and uh, <laughs> yeah when you when you mention about what we planned to do that's kind of a loose term for us and it always has been so kind of our planning was a little bit more day-to-day as it went. And um, so we just ended up continuing to go north instead of turning right and going the other direction. It's, it's a little bit more of how it played out, but yeah, like you said, we, we were just kind of winging it. Yeah. We had, we had a joke in Africa because Africa, we, we planned out, we got all the right gear, right. We really tried to lighten the bikes. I mean, we did, we did, we, we had very few, you know, like we had the three sets of socks or whatever it was. Like we used to make jokes that if 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 South American Nate and Ryan ran into African Nate and Ryan, we would have been laughing at him like, "Oh, these chumps! They got all this nice stuff." Um, I think we had blue jeans and like a hot leather jacket in South America. It was it was pretty on the fly, I guess you could say. In fact, my leather jacket, which was generally speaking not the best idea for doing a lot of different trains and and weather. My leather jacket zipper failed early on in South America. <laughs> and so I just reached over and grabbed a red bungee and bungeed it around my coat. And that, <laughs> that ended up sticking. That ended up sticking for about three months. So Ryan's got this little heuristic he's got where he always knew I was, uh, how does it go, Ryan? You always knew it was time to go. Like I was serious and ready to start riding when uh, I put on the bungee. <laughs> when the bungee came on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so you guys so you guys uh so south america was you know that trip was uh it, you know you you made it through it and then what, what's the time frame between that and then actually deciding to go to africa was it did you want to do both or did you know or did you sort of say this trip wasn't so bad let's 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 do another continent like what was what was the thought process there yeah we um as we were going through south america 
kind of randomly, I think the idea came out of Ryan, like some night on the town, maybe we're just enjoying, not really thinking seriously, but he started mentioning something about Africa. I think Ryan was the one. And then that's all it took. It was just a little seed. So every now and then on the town, we would start chatting about how we're going to go across Africa next, but we don't really know how. And it was 2005 that we did the South America trip and Africa was around 2010. So there was a pretty big break in between, but that was kind of when the, the seeds were planted. And then leading up to the Africa, like 2008, 2009, Ryan started kind of reconnecting with me because I was out on a ship working. And uh, he was working as well as, as merchant marine engineers. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started really kind of bringing up the possibility, then subtly pushing it in, and then subtly pushing about how we could probably make it work. And uh, that was that was kind of the path it took. But there was a solid four or five-year break in between the two where we had to make money to pay for everything again. So you guys started, you decided to start in... The Middle East, or was it Europe to get to Africa overland? Where, where did you start? And what was the, the general, was it still open at that point? We're going to cross Africa. We're going to, you know, be, be a bit spontaneous and find our way as we go, or you, you mapped it out or what was that? What, what did that look at, look like? Ryan, you want to take that? Uh, yeah. So, we actually kind of did a dumb thing. We thought it would be so cool to sort of connect the trips. So we actually started in San Francisco, rode across the States, shipped to Northern Europe. I think it was Sweden, Gothenburg or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then rode down through Europe, Eastern Europe. And the goal of the trip was really Africa. And and in the end, I I felt like if I could do it again, I would have just skipped that part, just got the bikes, you know, to where we wanted to start and been able to have more time. I mean, it just took so many months. I mean, I think we we crossed the Alps in December, like like a day before Christmas or something. It just idiots, right? It just everything took longer than we expected, and it just it just took a while to get going. And the visas were a huge problem too, you know. Just like you mentioned, Sudan. Um, but our, our 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 trip went across the states and then down. You know, we shipped from DC. I think we flew out yeah. of New York. Um, we actually got a free place to stay in the park in New York. What was that? The, the, the banking crisis or whatever. We were just like, Oh, we're occupy broke. wall like, street. Yeah. Yeah. So we <laughs> occupied <laughs> because we needed a place to stay. Um, yeah. And so we met the bikes from there in, in, in Northern Europe and, and just drove down from there. And then you went through the middle East as well. Yes. Um, we tried to get through Syria. They like the war started right when we sort of got there. Um, we were right at the doorstep. Um, so we had to turn around and we kept trying to get it. We couldn't. Um, my girlfriend at the time was uh, Jordanian. So I flew to Jordan a few times, um, but we were stuck in Turkey for a month or two, trying to get the bikes into Egypt because all the ferries had stopped. And then, and then, yeah, so we went, we went down, we finally got the bike shipped to Egypt and then we went, through that way so that's still all part of the middle east um yeah I, land, yeah, but it just, wow. just wasn't possible through egypt hmm. what's that so basically from egypt you headed south yeah from alexandria that's where the the bikes got landed which is a really tough way to do it if you're gonna if you're gonna do africa it's a 
it's obviously, um, you know, Egypt is Egypt. There's a little bit of corruption going on. And trying to work through the ports there, it can be a nightmare getting your stuff. Our, uh, our scenario wasn't too bad. We had a good fixer. So we were able to generally get the bikes within a week. But it's, it's risky business trying to get something shipped into Alexandria and reliably and affordably get it to your person to start riding. So that's a, it was a tough one, but it worked out okay for us. So you headed, you headed south and basically the course of the Nile was not, you know, were you, did we you did. See? Yeah, we did some side trips. Like, for example, there we actually headed east. So we got to the near the Libyan border. Um, we were lost and taken in by what I, you know, I, I would call gun runners. I could, I don't know what else you would call them, Nate. Um, that was a pretty cool sort of desert oasis trip off. So we would do these sort of side trips and that would be an example. And then we got back. To, we didn't go directly back to Cairo, did we? We went to Siwa, which was kind of the reason we were going to the east. Um, yeah, we, this cool oasis in the Sahara, we, we, got wind of so we ended up going that direction and that was when this bedouin perhaps yeah i mean they, they were they were dealing some things from libya for sure and they took us in they were really amazing people so that kind of like added to the whole story of it some quite secluded group of people kind of mud huts for the most part and uh it was it was going through siwa and then we crossed back over to cairo if I remember right. And, uh, put, and then from there on, it was kind of following the Nile down for a while till we got down to, um, got down to that lake. What's that lake between Egypt and Sudan? Lake Is it Lake, Nas- lake. Nasser or Nasser or Nasser? Nasser. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of the, um, the Nile down to there. Oh, I forgot about that ferry. Oh, <laughs> what How about, did you forget about? What about that fair? I was like, <laughs> it was, it was I would say, yeah, on the lower decks, it was there was like at least a, two inches of poop, <laughs> like oh, sloshing man. around, and like all the foreigners <laughs> ran to get on as soon as possible so you could get on an upper outside deck and just sort of camp tent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty gruesome. It was it was really interesting. They were passing like donkey, not donkeys, but like goats. Mm. and animals up the side of the hole just to get them on board no one was even bothering with the gangway because it was completely swamped it, mm. it was it was pretty awesome especially as like in a ship working guys it was pretty interesting to see the other way that you can load a ship full of everything mm. <laughs> wow and then through the yeah. sudan i mean uh into wow. somalia is that basically you know yeah well we ended up um we kind of crossed Sudan, spent a bit of time in Khartoum with an amazing family. The, the people in Sudan were the most hospitable I've ever come across after mm. many, many dozens of countries. The, uh, everyone was trying to feed you and take care of you. And it, it was an amazing kind of, it was a, a little bit of a change of culture from Egypt by, by a lot. And, uh, and from Sudan, we we came into Ethiopia and dropped down to Addis Ababa first. We didn't, so we didn't cut straight across to the coast. Hmm. Uh, so you mentioned the family you stayed with, like how you know, just to t- sort of take a step back, how, how did you like line those up in Khartoum, for example? Like, would it, like, would it, 
you know, it's not, it's not like you're not, you're not booking an Airbnb. I mean, what, what did you do there? How did you, how did you, uh, you know? Yeah, that was just sort of lucky. I mean, sometimes you run across or, you know, you have, we have networks are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I mentioned, my, my ex-girlfriend is Jordanian and her brother had done some schoolwork or something. He had done some exchange program or something. I, I don't think he had been to Sudan, but somewhere he knew a guy about his age, our age that, that was Sudanese and from the capital. And so um, I'm pretty sure that's what, that's how we met the Egypt guys. Right. I, was that the same for Sudan as well? I think. Yeah. I think it was both of your friends of friends. Hmm. Yeah. And so they just took this up and, you know, we didn't have any expectations, right. You don't. And they just offered, Hey, do you want to come stay with us? And we were like, sure. Why not? Right. And, and, yeah. you know, everything's like gated up. Right. And it's like, they'll cut your hand off. If you, you wear the wrong clothes. I mean, it's a pretty, it can be a rough mm-hmm. place and they open the gates up and they shut the gates and you're in this mansion. You know, they, they, they even had a little bit of alcohol that we almost felt bad drinking. Cause it's like, it's so hard to get there. And, yeah. and they just really, I mean, talk about fat and happy, right. It was just sort of this mm-hmm. oasis in the middle of, of Sudan. Um, yeah, I was pretty yeah. lucky. Wow. Those are my, great people. My, my um, radiator started to fail on me as we were entering Khartoum as well. So my bike was overheating. So I would ride a few minutes and then have to stop and sit there for a few minutes and then ride a few minutes. And that was perfect timing. That was like one of the first problems I had with my BMW bike. And so that was perfect timing to get to their place and take it apart and clean it. And they actually gave us very well. They gave us money because we knew we were pretty poor, but we didn't really want to take it. So I, I think we gave it to the organization, the the, the organization down in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's awesome. So you leave Khartoum and you're heading further south, right? What's what's the next like major stop for you guys then on that trip? We spent some time in Ethiopia. We really like, like Ethiopia is still one of my favorite countries. It's just this nice mix of good food, super fresh coffee. Like they won't even drink it unless, you know, they smell it roasting and then they're crushing it. And I mean, it's phenomenal and beautiful scenery. Um, Funny people, but really nice. So I think we kicked around, we did a couple of trips and kicked around Ethiopia for a bit before we, we did the whole Somalia thing. So what I'd love to do with you guys is, um, you know, have you guys back on and uh, kind of do a, a part two here because I want to pick up from from where we leave off in Ethiopia and talk about you going further south into Kenya. And there's some really interesting um, things you do there and some really heartwarming stories. So, um, you know, I think we're going to have you guys back on and we'll kind of do a, a part two, if that's OK, and, and kind of pick up as we go further south uh, through your, your bike trip. So. Uh, thanks, you guys, and we'll we'll have you um, on for, for part two. Thanks again for, for being on the yeah, show. Thanks a lot, guys. Really great. Yeah. yeah. Great to see you. Thank we'll you. See you Look forward to it. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Fly like you.